All right, Jabosai. Good morning. Let us let us begin. Let us begin. A lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. We are nearing the end of Mesechas Megillah. It's just it's just incredible. It's just incredible. You know, sometimes you think you have you know you know like when you when you get together with family or with friends you haven't seen for a long time. So you get together and Baruch Hashem, you know, like you have a whole weekend together, a whole Shabbos together, a whole week together. You're so excited because oh, so much time. And then the visit is coming to an end. And you say to yourself, where, where did all the time go? It feels like we started Masechus Megillah just yesterday. And so much time with a beautiful, trusted, wonderful friend. Now again, where did all the time go? Where did all the time go? I will say, okay, but we still have two more days in Mir Sashem. You could acquire, could acquire eternity. In one moment, imagine what we could do in two days. All right, I will say, so with that, today's Daf is Laman Aleph 31. And we are picking up Emir Tzashem on Daf Lamed Abed Beis 30b at the Mishnah. So we're also continuing a little bit in some of the sugyas concerning, concerning, um, concerning Kriyasa Torah. So we left off at the Mishnah, right? We got off to the Mishnah? Yeah, good. Mishnah. The Pesach Korin Beparshas Mo'adosh Shaltoras Kanim. So we're also Pesach. We read from the section concerning the Yomim Tovim in Chumash Vayikra. In Chumash Vayikra. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says there are parshas modos shavataras konim shar o kesef o eis ubiyomakamus of So we read, we read in the section of the modos of the mitovim in chumash vayikra. It's baat seres on shavuos. We read the section of shiva shavuos. We read the section in the Torah that details that details that details um, shiva shavuos. That details again the reading of the reading of. Uh, I'm sorry. On Shavuos, we deal with the section that deals with the halachos of Shavuos. Rosh Hashanah, Hashvi. On Rosh Hashanah, we go ahead and we speak about again the seventh month. Once again, the Kriya related to Rosh Hashanah. On Yom Kippur, the section of Achremos, which I will say again is Parshas Achremos, which details the Avod of Yom Kippur. On the first day of Sukkis, we once again read the section of the Yomim Tovim in Chumash Vayikra, and once we read on the rest of the days of Hachag. we read of the various Karbanos, the various sacrificial offerings that are brought over the course of Sukkis. And Hanukkah, we read on a section of the Nesim. Now look at Rashi. Now this has to do, again over here, the Nesim's offerings for the Hanukkah's Hamizbeah, right? It's Parshas Naso. We read again of all the offerings of the tribal princes when they dedicated the Mizbeach in the Mishkan in the desert. Now what's the connection between the dedication of the Mizbeach and the Yom Tov of Hanukkah? So Rashi here points out over here, three lines up from the bottom, the Hanukkah's Hanesim, so I say, interestingly enough, remember, there's, remember that Hanukkah itself was a rededication of the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, again, it makes sense to go ahead and read about the dedication of the Mizbeach on Hanukkah. And there's another piece to this as well, which is, which is that the actual Hanukkah HaMizbeach took place during the calendrical dates of Hanukkah as well. So because of that, again, the Kriya for Hanukkah is the dedication of the Mizbeach. Beautiful. So the verse Bepurim Vayavu Amalek. On Purim we read the section of Vayavu Amalek, which of all say Parshas B'Shalach, is talking about, again, the section 
of Amalek coming to war with Klad Yisrael. This is Parsha, right? Ultimately, again, Amalek coming to war with Klad Yisrael when we left Egypt. Barashe Chadashim or Barashe Chadshechem. On Rosh Chodesh, we read the section of Barashe Chadshechem on Rosh Chodesh. Bemaamados, bemaisebereishis. Vosi. So this we had, we dealt with this extensively in Maseches Tainis. And we're actually going to make reference to it again today. That on the on the maamados. Vosi. Remember again the maamados. Is remember we had twenty four shifts. Each of those shifts in the base of English were comprised of Kohanim, Leviim, Yisraelim. At least based on the opinion of Rashi and Masechus Tainis, there are some Yisraelim who ascended up to the Beis HaMikdash, but the majority of them stayed in their towns and really met in some central locations. Most central amongst them was the city of Yericho. And remember again, they would have this whole service each and every day on behalf of Klai for the acceptance of their Kabanos. Those were called the Ma'amados, and part of the service of the Ma'amados was a daily reading in Maisebereshis. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, actually we're not going to go through it, but Rashi, you'll take a look at the last Rashi in the Daf. He goes through what they read on each of the days of the Ma'amados, which we already covered in Masechah's Tainis. Kurbetanios, on fast days, public fast days, top of Lamed Aleph, Brachos Uklavos. So I will say, they would read the sections of Brachos Uklavos. I will say, Parshas Bichu Kosai. They would read literally again the Tochecha. Now, what's the pshat of reading the Tochecha on on Tanios on fast days? So I'll say if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi on Lamed Aleph Amud Aleph, Rashi says as follows: Brachos uklalos deim bechukosai lahodia shal iske hachit ba paranas laolam viyachsuru betshuva viyinatslu mitzara shemis ananalen. So I'll say this is actually a very interesting idea. Parshas bechukosai. It has follows a very simple model. The model of Bichu Kosai is in Bichu Kosai Telechum and Society Shmoru. If you do the right things, good things, brachos will occur. And if you chas shalom do the wrong things, bad things will occur. So we'll say this goes back to the motif that we that we started to express yesterday, which is when bad things happen, the first thing a person has to do is introspect. Is introspect. Right now, again, I'm going to keep saying it again because it's so important. A person should not therefore come to the conclusion that every bad thing that happens to me or every bad thing that happens to, us, to a community is a result of something terrible that we've done. Because remember again, sometimes that's not true. Sometimes bad things happen not because of any particular iniquity or shortcoming or sin of the individual or their community. Sometimes there are greater cheshbonos. That being said, my response, my response to setback has to be introspection. We saw this yesterday. This is true on an individual level, and this is true on a communal level. That's why on public fast days, we read the Tokacha. We read the series of curses. Because in, those, in that parasha, Bechul Kosai, Kedush Baruch Hu sets the model. The world reacts to you. The world is your reflection. Right? The world is your reflection. So the world reacts to you based on how you behave. At least that's how it works on a very simplistic model. So if the world is reacting to me in a negative way, I have to ask myself, what am I doing? What am I doing? Let's say, I'll just point out very, very quickly because we don't really have time for this. But I just want to point out how incredibly important like theologically this is. When, when, when bad things happen, often, often the reaction is deflection. Deflection, right? Something went wrong. Whose fault is this? Whose fault is this? What, what, what happened? And the Torah Kedosha teaches us 
that's not the way the Yid addresses adversity. The way a Jew kind of confronts adversity is, the first step is I'm going to own this. I'm going to own this. What went wrong? Well, what did I do? What did I do? What's my part in this? What's my part in this? Did I have a chilek in this? Right? And if I had a chilek in this, if somehow my actions brought this on, then that, by the way, that's good news. Why is that good news? Because if my actions brought this on, then what? Then potentially correction, course-correcting activity could also change this. You see, so often we like to deflect. We're so afraid in life to take responsibility for things go wrong because I don't want it to be my fault. And what we don't realize is the great, the great irony is the best thing in the world is if it's my fault. Because if it's my fault, then I could fix it, right? Rabbi Nachman says so beautifully, if you believe that if you believe that you have the power to destroy, then believe that you have the power to build. It's the most incredible thing. We spend so much time deflecting blame onto everyone and everything for the things that go wrong in life. And meanwhile, if it's someone else's fault, that means I'm powerless to fix it. But if it's my fault, if it's my fault, as painful as it is sometimes to take responsibility for the things that go wrong in life, but if I broke it, I could fix it. And wow. Wow, what an empowering idea. And therefore, again, on Ta'anios, on public fast days, you only have any public fast days, right? Nobody's declaring public fast days. You know what? Things are really going great. Let's declare a public fast day out of gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? You're only declaring public fast days when things are going really, really wrong. And therefore, again, the Mishnah says, read Bichu Kosai, because Bichu Kosai says, own it. Own it. Now, sometimes I introspect and I, I really, it's not me. And sometimes it's not me. Sometimes things go wrong for a whole variety of different reasons. But Lamaisa, the first step in addressing adversity and setback is introspection and ownership. Let me own it. I want to own it. I want it to be me, as strange as that sounds, because if I broke it, then I have the ability to fix it. says a very, very profound... Uh, very profound Gemara. So ultimately, again, in Mavsikin, in Mavsikin, what we'll discuss is in Mavsikin, but Klavos. So I'll say, whenever you're reading in the Torah, Klavos, curses, you never stop an Aliyah in the middle of curses. So rather, what happens? Rather, I'll say, you just have one Ola. We do this today, right? In Parshas Bechukosai, we do not break up two Aliyahs, right? You know, can you imagine the God by God? But listen, you, you got Klavos. Right, you got close, right? You, right, you, you, know, you know why, you know why, we both know why, right? right? We, we, we don't do that. In fact, again, today, our minag, interestingly enough, is that the Balkore just gets to Aliyah. Some killers, actually, the minag was that they would call up the Rav. That is not our minag over here, right? right? So, so, so but, uh, some, the, the idea was that same way we, we don't want to dafka call someone up for the Klalas, we also don't want to go ahead and kind of stop an aliyah in the middle because then you have two aliyahs of clothes. Rather, just read it. Rashi says over here, Imaf seeking the clothes. Kid mefarish milsa shein shnein korin bayan ela achid koriyas kulan ushnein marishan korbarish. Good. So we'll say the idea over here is you do it as one aliyah. B'sheni bechemishi b'shabbos b'shabbos mincha korin kisidron vein oven lahem mina mina cheshben. So let's listen to this on Mondays and Thursdays and Shabbos mincha. We read the normal parsha sashavua, but they don't count towards the total tally. And we'll say, what do I mean by that? You see, you might have felt like this. Think of this just a moment. Well, Monday, Thursday, or I should say Shabbos Mincha, Monday, Thursday, you're already reading the first Daliyah. So therefore, where should you start on the following Shabbos? Think about this, right? So last, last week, we read Shabbos Mincha. We read Parshas B'Shalach. Monday, we read Parshas B'Shalach. 
Thursday we're going to read the first Aliyah Parshas B'Shalach. So where should we start on Shabbos? Where should we start on Shabbos? Shani. Start by Shani. No, nope, doesn't work that way. We re- Although we're reading the same reading on Shabbos Mincha Monday, Thursday, they don't count towards the collective obligation to read the Parshas HaShavua. Therefore, Shabbos morning we will begin from the beginning of Parshas B'Shalach. Shana Amar, as the Pasuk says... Moshe spoke out about the Moadei Hashem, the holy convocations of Hashem to Bnei Yisrael. Now, this last pasuk is actually not going on the statement before, but rather it's going on the previous part of the Mishnah. Because we'll say, what has been our theme up until now? Kriyasa Torah always reflects the identity of the day. Right? We don't just stam read a section of the Torah on a particular day, but rather again the Kriya always reflects the unique identity and nature of the day. Where do we get that idea from? That you're supposed to have a Kriya that reflects the identity of the day based on this Yisrael, That Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately said to Klal Yisrael that on every Yom Tiv, read a Torah reading. Read a Kriya that is associated with the identity of that particular Yom Tiv. Beautiful. So we'll say let's analyze it. It says the Gimar Tan Rabbanon. We read ultimately again the section of Pesach, right? It's what we call Parshas Modos, Parshas Minchas, right? The section ultimately again detailing Yamim Tovim. And the Aftorah is Pesach Gilgal, which I will say was the Pesach that was celebrated when Yoshua brought, remember again, Gilgal was one of the first stops when we entered into Eretz Yisrael. And it was the first time that we, had, that we celebrated Pesach in many years. Because right? in the desert, they, they did not do this every year. So ultimately, we read the Haftorah Pesach Gilgal, and now that we have two days Pesach, in other words, now in Gavos, when we have two days Pesach, Yom HaKamah Pesach Gilgal, the first day we'll do the Haftorah of Pesach Gilgal, and on day number two, we'll ultimately again do, we'll read about the Karban Pesach offered up, in the days of Yoshio, which is actually the last carbon Pesach offered up before the Beis was destroyed. Ushari Mosa Pesach, and the rest of the days of Pesach, Melakeit Vikore Mi'inyano Shal Pesach. We do a, a potpourri, a potpourri of Kriyas, right? Melakeit Vikore. We do a collection of different Kriyas, each of them related to the Yom Tov of Pesach. Maihi and Rav Papa says, how do you remember the, the mnemonic? The Surash the Gemara says, Mapo. So Rav said, Mapo, is just an abbreviation ultimately for the Kriya Sapesach. And we look at Rashi, Rashi says, Sharkal Mosa Pesach Siman Mapo, Mishru Ukihula Khamson, in Kesef Tavea Sami, Psalacha, Vaidabr Shabaloscha. So we'll say so again, this is the way to remember ultimately again the different readings of the days of Pesach. Siddhigmar says, Simon, Simon, Yamtiv Achron Shal Pesach. What do we read on the last day of Pesach? Korin vayhi b'shalach. Isn't this incredible? Isn't this incredible? What do we read on the last day of Pesach? B'shalach. Bosei parashas ha-shavua. Parashas. Incredible. Abs- I don't know. It's, it's, it's just astounding. It's just absolutely astounding. How does this happen? How does this happen? This, this daf couldn't have been a week earlier, a week later. Daf of the week of Parshas B'Shalach. We get a reference. We get a reference to Parshas Shavua. I both say it's incredible. I can always say it's the Ribbono Shalom. These are the things where Baruch Hu gives us a little kiss on the head, a little embrace, and says, I love you so much. Thank you so much for learning my Torah. And just to show you, see, sometimes I both say you wonder to yourself. Let's be honest. Sometimes you wonder, come on, is this worth it? 
Is this worth it? I'm, ex- I'm perpetually exhausted. Can't remember the last time, the last time that I felt rested, right? The, right, the last time that I could not lay down on any given open space and fall into a deep sleep. Any time of the day, at any time of the day. Anyone's like, really, like, I don't know, I could, ca- I, I could catch this one online. There's, there's an eight minute daf, a five minute daf, a four minute daf, right? I could catch all this stuff, right? Is it really worth getting, uh, and again, those are all one, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. All wonderful. Words. There are so many wonderful things I could do. So many wonderful things I could do. Do I have to? Re- and I will say, then you see a gemara like this, and what happens? And what happens? So I say, you begin to see Chesh Baruch who's saying, "Wow, wow, absolutely, absolutely, you're doing the right thing." Look at this. I'll give you a parshas b'shalach right, right on the Wednesday of the week of parshas. Absolutely amazing. So I say, the gemara goes, "I say, vayi b'shalach." And again, mostly I want to be clear. And my point over here was not, 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 not this shir, let me ute anything else. Any shir is wonderful. Anything you do is wonderful. But sometimes, again, we just wonder to ourselves, at the end of the day, is the sacrifice worth it? Because it is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. Especially, again, if you're learning the daf early in the morning. It's a huge sacrifice. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I love you. And thank you so much for coming every single day. And the proof that I love you, the proof that it's so meaningful to me, ultimately, again, is this little, this little nugget, a little inyon ediyom, a parashos b'shalach, on the week of b'shalach. So the Gemara says as follows, And ultimately, again, the Haftorah is... Vaidaber David. So the Gemara says over here, both say, what's Vaidaber David? Vaidaber David is Shiras David. Right? The Shira of David Amalek, Ulamachar. The next day, what do we read? Kalabachar, Umaftirin Od Hayom, Amra Baye, Vahidna, Nog, Alma Lemikre, Mashach Torah, Kadesh, Bekaspa, Psal Bamidbara, Shalach Bukhra. So we'll say these are all just the different Torah readings that we read on each of the days of Yom Tiv. Batsaras, on Shavuos, what do we read? Shiva Shavuos, Umaftirin Bechabakuk. And we'll say on Atzeres, on Shavuos, we read Shiva Shavuos, which is the section ultimately, again, the Torah reading that speaks about Shiva Shavuos, right? Shiva Shavuos, Tisparlacha, count seven weeks, get up to Shavuos. Umaftirin Bechabakuk. And we go ahead and. We do the Aftar and Chabakok. Achirim Orun. Others say, Bachodesh Hashlishi, Umaftir and Bemerkava, Vaidna di Ikatreyom. Now that we have two days of Shuas, we'll say so again, referring to the diaspora celebration. Avdinan Kitar Vayu. We actually have both of these readings, the Ipcha, but we reverse the order. Barashashana, Bachodesh Hashvi. On Rashashana, we read the section of Bachodesh Hashvi, which again details the reading of Rashashana. Umaftirin. Habain Yakir Li Ephraim. And I will say, we read, we read the Aftor reading of Habain Yakir Li Ephraim. And I will say, this is actually very interesting. So, why is it that we read this Aftor of Habain Yakir Li Ephraim? Rashi says so beautifully, Habain Yakir Li Ephraim, Mishum Zachar Eskerenu, Rachim Arachamenu. Because I will say, Claudius Israel is referred to as the precious son Ephraim. And in that Aftor, what do we say? Zachar Eskerenu. I will remember you. A reference, of course, or a connection to the Zichronos, the remembrance of Yerushalayim. Rachim arachamenu. And I will have compassion upon you. So I will say again, that compassion is what we seek out on Rosh Hashanah. So beautiful. V'yesh omrim, v'ashem pakad es sara, umaftirin bechana. 
And the Bible say, ultimately, again, we also, others say, we read, Vashem Pakara Sara, that Hashem remembered Sari Menu for childbirth. Umaftirin Bechana. And we go ahead and we end off the Aftorah is Shmuel Aleph, the story of Chana. Two women who were remembered, who were, who, were child, who were childless and were remembered on Rosh Hashanah. Va'ino de'ika treyomi, and now that we have two days of Rosh Hashanah, se'yom ha'kama ki'ish omrim, lemachar ve'lokim nisa es avraham, u'maftirin ha'bein yakis. Rabbi the way, now this we're familiar with, that of course today that we have two days of Rosh Hashanah, so what's the Kriya? So Rabbi say on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we read Vashem Pakarasara, right? On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we read, we read about Hasari Imenu being remembered. She was childless and she was remembered to give, an, she, she was given a child. And the Aftorah we read is the story of Chano, Shmuel Aleph. That's what we'll say. If you remember again, that's why, because again, we saw this Gemara Sakhans Rosh Hashanah, that ultimately again, Rosh Hashanah, Nifkida, Sara, Rivka, Rachel, Velea. That ultimately again, on Rosh Hashanah, all of the Imos, were remembered, all the emos who were childless were remembered on Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, again, the Aftorah is Chana, who was also childless and ultimately was remembered for a child on Rosh Hashanah as well. That, that's, so that's the Torah reading, half Torah. On second day, what do we read? Ve'elokim Nisas Avraham, the Akedah. The Akedah. We read the story of the Akedah second day of Rosh Hashanah, because again, remember, on Yomim Noram and Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we bring, we, we bring up the Zuchos of the Akedah very often. Umaftirin Haben Yakirli. And we go ahead and we read after of Haben Yakirli for the reasons we just said before. Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, Korin Acharemos. Shabbos on Yom Kippur, read the section of Acharemos. Now that's an easy one. Why Acharemos? Because Acharemos details the Avoda of Yom Kippur. Umaftirin kiko Omar Ram Venisa. And we go ahead and we do the Aftor in Yeshaya of Kiko Omar Ram Venisa. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, why do we do this Aftorah? Kiko Omar Ram Venisa. So has said Ram Venisa, the God who is high and exalted. And Rashi says, We'll say the Aftorah itself seeks out Shuva. That's the topic of the Aftorah's Shuva itself. And therefore, again, that's the Torah we read. I will say Mincha, right? By Mincha time, we go ahead and read in the section of the Arayas. It's actually interesting. Right? The Kriya on Mincha and Yom Kippur is always very interesting, right? Because the Kriya is the section of forbidden relationships, right? So, why do we read this on Mincha and Yom Kippur? It's incredible. Why do we read this on Mincha and Yom Kippur? So, the Gemara, we saw this in Mesechus Yuma, because the Gemara says, because most Averos that we commit, are centered around Arias. Pretty profound. That most, that, that most of the Averas that we str- struggle with center around morale. Now that doesn't mean that most of the Averas that we commit are those forbidden relationships. Right? Most normal people actually don't commit those forbidden relationships. But the idea is most of the things that we struggle with in life are Arias, are morality related. And therefore, again, therefore, or immorality related. Therefore, the section we read on Mincha of Yom Kippur is a section of the illicit relationships. Umaftir Miyona, and of course, the Torah by Mincha is Sefer Yona. They both say, beautiful, beautiful Gemara. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Komakum Sha'atamotse Gvurasa Shalak Kadesh Baruchu, Atamotse Anvisunuso. Both say, this is a very profound Gemara. Wherever you see the strength of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you will also see his humility. In other words, both say, we often think that strength and humility are opposites, right? Where, where, where strength is being exhibited 
right? That's Gevura, right? Gevura, Gevura, strength is not humility. Yet by Kodesh Baruch something amazing happens. Wherever you see the greatest display of his strength, you'll also see the greatest display of his humility. Where do you see this? Where do you see this? So the Gemara says, Atamotzi an venus, I'm sorry, Shalach Kodesh Baruch Hu, Atamotzi an venus, Dovarzeh, Kosov Batorah, V'shanoi b'nevi'im, and this theme is written in the Torah, it's seconded in the Nevi'im, and it's written a third time, I'll echo a third time in the Ksuvim. How so? Here we go. Kasuv Batora, Ki Hashem Elokechem, Hu Elokeh Elokim, Ve Adoneha Adonim. Right? Uksiba says, the Pasik says, because Hashem, Hashem your God, is the God of gods, the master of all masters. And what does it say right afterwards? Well, it's incredible. Ksiba says, Osem Mishpat Yosom Vialmona. He right. He does justice. He he performs the justice. Also mishpat. He carries out justice for the orphan and the widow. So I want to say I want to point out something amazing. So what, why why is that? So the Gemara is using this as an example ultimately of what, where you see the gvura of Hashem. Wherever you see the greatness, the strength of Hashem, you see his humility. I say this is incredible. How is the humility of the Riban Shalom expressed? You see, often what ends up happening is as follows: If a person has gvura. Right? So gvura, unfortunately, sometimes leads to gaiva, leads to arrogance. And how does arrogance most often express itself where a person says, this is beneath me. Me? me I, I don't do this kind of stuff. Right? I, I don't, I don't, it's, I'm very, I'm very hush, I'm very important. So therefore, again, there are certain things that I'll do and certain things that I'm just not doing because they're beneath me. The greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is on one hand, you can see the Pasuk says, Ki Hashem Elkeichem, right? The Pasuk describes the Ribbono Shalom as the greatest of the great. The greatest of the great. Tvarim, Perek Yud, Pasuk Yud Zayin. And then the very next Pasuk says, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with the widow and the orphan. Let's say, who are the widow and the orphan? Often, they're the most marginalized part of society. So the king of kings, the greatest of the great, nothing is beneath him. Nothing is beneath the Ribbono Shal Olam. That's his humility, right? All of us have the line, we draw the line. There are certain things, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not doing that. That's beneath me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, nothing is beneath him. Wherever you see the greatest display of strength, that's where you see the greatest humility. I will say that's humility. Humility is when you say to yourself, you know what? If the job has to get done, nothing is beneath me. Nothing is too unimportant. Whatever it is, I'm willing and ready to do that. And that's how the Ribbono Shalom himself behaves. It's so incredible. Vishani bin Nevi'im, and the same theme is found again in the Nevi'im. What happened to the Nevi'im? Kiko, ko amaram venisa, shochin ad v'kadosh, uksibasrei, v'azdaka v'shafaruach. So we'll say, you always see, it's fascinating, you always see the same theme. Whenever you see these major descriptions of the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the next Pasuk is, and Hashem is there for the downtrodden and the one who is lowly of spirit. In other words, no one is too unimportant for the Ribbon Shalom. We'll say, isn't this incredible? Right? So often we do this in life. We have people who will talk to, people who will engage, and the people kind of just, you know, whatever, I don't really engage with that person or that kind of person or this. And yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Ribbon Shalom says, no one is beneath me. So wherever you see his gvura, wherever you see his strength, you see the humility. But I will say again, this is a different kind of humility. This is the kind of humility that says, no one and nothing is too unimportant to have my attention. It's so incredible. 
Baravos Beishmo. So again, literally extol, extol the one who goes up, right? Rochev Baravos Uksibasrei Avi Yisomim Vidayon Almono. So we'll say once again, wherever you see the great Gevura of Hashem, you also see His humility, and the humility of the Ribbon Shalom is expressed. No one is undeserving of His attention. Rabosai, how much we have to try to emulate this as well. That again, even though each of us has incredible guru, we each have incredible strength, but we also have to have anava, we also have to have humility. And sometimes that humility is most properly expressed in the willingness to be there and to give time and attention to whoever may need it. Even if it's a person who quote unquote is beneath, right? Even if it's a person who's marginalized, even if a person who's on the periphery, even if it's a person who's not normally in our social circle or, in the, or, or living the same lifestyle as we are, so incredibly important. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has his Gvura, he has his Anova, we have to have our Gvura and our Anova as well. Incredible. Yom Tervishon Shachag, Korim Parashas Modo, Shabdaras Kohanim, first day of Sokis we read. Parashas Modo, Sin Chumash Vayikra, Umaftirin hine yom bala Hashem. Va'idna di'ika treyomi. And now that we have two days of yamtiv, meaning in diaspora, lemachar, so the gemara says, lemachar mikra, ha'chanami karinon, afturei maim afturinon. So again, we'll do the same kriya, but ultimately again, what should we do for the Aftora? Vaikalu Alamelach Shlomo. So we'll say they'll read the Pasik, they'll, they'll read the section of Vaikalu Alamelach Shlomo, which talks about the building of the Beis Hamikdash, the dedication of the Beis Hamikdash, which ultimately again happened on Rashi says over here, it's the first wild land, Vaikalu Ashim Shechanukas Alais Haisaba Osa Siv Bachagasukos. The Beis Hamikdash itself was dedicated on Sukkis. So therefore, again, that'll be the Aftora. Ushar Kaimosachag. The rest of the days of Sukkis, Kar Bekabanasachag, we read of the various offerings of the Yom Tov of Sukkis, Yom Tov Achron, Koran Kola Bechar, Mitzvos, Vichukim, Ubechar. And I will say ultimately again, in the last day of Sukkis, we'll read the section of Kala Bechar, which goes through again all of the pertinent halachos. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, Koran Kola Bechar, Ela, Shemaschilin Aser Ta'aser, Lefish Yeshba Osa Parsha, Mitzvos, Vichukim Harbe, Hanagos Bechar. So say that section of Aser to Aser, which right then goes into Kalabakar, ultimately again has many of the halachos that are pertinent to that time of year. What are some of the things that are pertinent to that time of year? Since it's the gathering season, Zmana Asif, Shaniyim Srichem Lasov, Machal Abesam, Vaod Yeshba Osaparsha, Mitzvas Maisrani, U Mitzvas Nason Titain, Upasoach Tiftach, Shabosai. There are many of the halachos of tithing and also many of the halachos of tzedakah, which are pertinent to that time of year since one is gathering in all of their produce. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, so is the last day of Sukkot. The last day of Sukkot. We'll read Vizal Sabracha, right? Because we finish out the cycle of the Torah. Umaftirin Vayamod Moshe. And I will say we do the Haftarah Vayamod, sorry, Vayamod Shlomo. I will say which is the Tfilah, ultimately again, that Shlomo had at the time that the Beis Hamikdash was sanctified. Amrafuna Amrav, Shabbish Chalas Bechalos Shamoid. What about Shabbish Chalamaid? What do you read on Shabbish Chalamaid? So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, Shabbish Chalas Bechalos Shamoid, Ben Pesach, Ben Sukkis. Mikra Karinon Re'e Ata. So I'll say ultimately again, both Chalamai Pesach, Chalamai Sukkis. We read the Kriya of Re'e Ata. 
Afture, what about Aftura? So, Bepesach had some of So, we'll say this is the some of the the famous, right? The famous Aftura, the dry bones, Yecheskel, Yecheskel, or Besukas, Beyom Ba Gog. And Azukis ultimately, again, Beyom Ba Gog, the war of Gog, Umagog. Rashi says over here, the second line from the bottom, Beyom Ba Gog, Vihia Melchama Hamura, Bezecharia, Bine Yobalashem. The Chanukah, Benesim, as you said in Mishnah, by Chanukah, we read the parsha of Benesim. We'll say, you know, you have to understand something. This Gemara is so incredibly important to see today. See, today we don't realize that you want to know what the Kriyasa Torah is, no problem. What do you do? What do you do? Right? You can open up the Luach, right? Or you can go ahead and open up the Chumash and you have everything. So again, I'll say, remember, how, how was the Chumash? How was the Luach? How, again, or I say differently, you don't put the Shulchan Aruch. So we'll say, this is incredible. Remember again, this is the Luach. Here, here you see it. This is the original Ezra's Torah Luach. Here it is. It's all here. You open it up and the entire order for the Kriya is here. Chanukah, what do you read? The Chanukah, so the Gemara says, Benesim, Umaftirim Beneros Dezecharios. So we'll say in Chanukah, like we saw before, we read the section of the tribal princes. We read, we write, we use that as the Torah, the Neros of Zechariah. We saw this in yesterday's Dav. What if you have two Shabbos Chanukahs? Right, once you get two Shabbos Chanukahs. So what do you do in that situation like that? Kamaisa Beneros Dezecharios. The first Shabbos will do the Haftorah of Neros to Zechariah. Basraisa Beneros to Shlomo. And the second Haftorah will do Neros to Shlomo. Good. Beporim. What do you read on Purim? Bayova Amalek. Barashin Chadoshim. We saw a section of Amalek. War with Amalek. Because again, remember, the Amalek connection to Purim is Haman is from Amalek. Barashin Chadoshim. Barashin Chadoshim. On Rosh Chodesh, you're going to read Barashin Chadoshim. Rosh Chodesh Chalios B'Shabbos. When Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbos, Maftirin Vahaya Midei Chodesh B'Chadsho. You'll do the Haftorah, Vahaya Midei Chodesh B'Chadsho. Chalios B'Echad B'Shabbos. Right? Me'esmo Maftirin Vayomra L'Yonasan Machra Chodesh. And we'll say when Rosh Chodesh falls out on Sunday, ultimately again we do the beautiful section of the story of David and Yonasan, Machar Chodesh. Beautiful. Amar Rafuna. Rafuna says as follows. Rosh Chodesh Av, Shechalios B'Shabbos. So we'll say, what happens when Rosh Chodesh Av falls out on Shabbos? What should we do? So, Maftirin, Chachechem, Umo'adechem, Sana, Nafshi, Hayu, Alai. So we'll say, so very, very dramatic. So remember again, when Rosh Chodesh Av falls out on Shabbos, obviously the Kriyasa Torah, the Gemara is not worrying about. Why? We know what the Kriyasa Torah is. What's the Kriyasa Torah? Parashas HaShavua, Parashas HaShavua, right? And, and usually going to be, right, Chumash Tavarim, Parashas Tavarim, and ultimately again, and the supplemental reading for Rosh Chodesh. They're only asking therefore on the Haftorah, right? What's the Haftorah when Rosh Chodesh Av falls out on Shabbos? So it's going through, I will say, the very moving section from Yeshaya. Chadshechem umoadechem sana nafshi. Literally again, my soul has despised your Chodesh, your Rosh Chodesh, your Moed, Hayu Alay Torah. Ultimately, again, they have become upon me a burden. The Yvon Shalom voicing his incredible displeasure with the behaviors of Klav Yisrael. The Gemara says, my, so the Gemara says, my hayu alay Torah. By the way, what does it mean when Hashem says, I will say, it's a very strange pasuk. Chadshechem, sorry, Chadshechem umoadechem sana nafshi. So the Yvon Shalom essentially says, I despise, I despise your Rosh Chodesh. I despise your Yamim Tov. Because Baruch was saying that your service of me Rings hollow, rings hollow. But what does it mean when it says "Hayu alay Torah? They have become upon me like a burden. What does that mean? Amra Kodesh Baruch Hu says so moving. Lo dayin lahem liyizar shechotin lefanai. It's not enough. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that you sin. Ela shematrichin osileda 
Cheshbarach says, but you, you, you impose upon me, you impose upon me the difficulty of trying to figure out how I should punish you. I will say, you see how moving this is? The Rebbe Shalom wants to do good. Always wants to do good. I will say, we've mentioned this many times. Chazal give a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. And they say that more than the baby wants to nurse from the mother, the mother wants to express the milk to her child. In other words, the mother is filled with milk. And she wants, she wants to nurse her baby. So that's the metaphor that Chazal gives to Baruch and Klav Yisrael. we're the baby. We want to nurse. We want to receive the bracha. But we don't even realize how much Baruch Hu yearns to give the bracha. He wants to give the bracha. He has so much bracha and he wants to express it. He wants to give it. And Chazal Baruch Hu says, when, I do the, when we do the wrong thing and he has to punish us, not only is it grueling that he, he has to figure out what punishment. Chazal Baruch Hu says, I'm resentful. Right? It's, it's almost like a human parent. You know, sometimes when you have to discipline your children, so a human parent feels the same way. I'm resentful that you put me in this situation. Right? I love you, my child, so much. And I'm resentful that now you put me in a situation where I have to punish you. I'm, res- I'm resentful of that. Why did you? I love you. I just want to do good by you. Why are you putting me in this position? Said the Nabi says, who has that same level of resentment. I'm resentful of you. It's incredible. I'm not resentful that you sin. I mean, I am resentful that you sin. But I'm resentful that now I have to figure out what the punishment is. I don't, this is not what I want to be spending my time on. I want to be giving you bracha. I want to be hugging you. I want to be kissing you. I want to be bringing you close to me. I don't want to be, I want to, and I'm resentful. I'll say, this is how much the Ribono Shal Olam loves us. He loves us so much that he's resentful of us when he has to punish us. Who else has HaKadosh Baruch like this who loves them so much? It's incredible. So the Gemara goes weiter. Betisha ba'av gufei ma'am after. Rabbi Osa, and Tisha itself, what's the after? Amarav, eicha haisa lezono. So Rabbi Osa, once again, this is not Megillah seicha, but rather again, this is the Navi Yishaya. Right? Eicha haisa lezono. How you, how cloudy, so how Yerushalayim, kirya nemana, how Yerushalayim has been turned into a harlot. As the Gemara says, so mikra mai, so Rabbi Osa, what do we, what's the Kriya Torah on Tisha B'av? So Tanya Achirim Omrim Im Lo Tishmuuli. I mean, that's my Yosef Omer Ad Anna Yena Atsuni Ha'am Hazeh Ad Zoviyish Omrim Ad Masai Leida Hara Hazar. So we'll say so three different opinions. Ultimately, again, what's the Kriya? The last opinion ultimately telling us that the Kriya is the Kriya is the Parsha of the Miraglim. Since Rabbi say ultimately again it is the it is the Chait Hamiraglim. They kind of carved out the negative dynamic for Tisha B'Av. Amr Abaye, Ha'idna nog almal mikri ki solid banin. So I'll say, so now Abaye says, the minog today is that we go ahead and we read the section of ki solid banim vinoshantem. Right, ki solid banim v'nei banim vinoshantem. We read this section of Oseh, which refers ultimately again to the fact that Kalal Yisrael will not follow in the derech of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Umaftirim asof asifim, and ultimately again the after that we do is asof asifim in the Navi Yirmiya. Good. So we'll say. So now let's. Now we're gonna. We're, we're still continuing on in the Mishnah. But remember again, the Mishnah said the my sevarish. I'm sorry. The the maamados the my sevarish. So remember again, we saw in the Mishnah that by maamados. We read the section of my Sebereshis. So again, we, we'll say we went through this, remember again in Mesechas Tainus, pretty exhaustively, how we explained that on each day of the Ma'amados, they read a separate section of the Genesis narrative. So we'll say, look how beautiful this Gemara is. 
We'll say, how do you know that on the Ma'amados you read from Parashat Bereshit? I will say, this is actually, this is literally a quote from a Sechaz Tainis. It's the same Gemara. Amr Rabbi Ami, Amali Ma'amados, were not for the Ma'amados, Lonis Kaimu Shamayim Va'aretz. The earth would not exist. The earth would not exist. I will say, now what this really means is as follows. We're not for the Ma'amados, which guaranteed the success of the Karbanos, the world would not exist. It is the schus of karbanos, the schus of sacrificial service, which allows the world to endure. Which I will say, by the way, even, even by itself is such an incredible use. So, well, let's, let's see the Gemara. So the Gemara says, Shneemar, imlo brisi yomam valayla, chukos shamayim va'aris lo santi. Right? Were it not, were it not for the covenant with day and night, the statutes of the heaven and earth lo santi, I would not, would not remain in place. Uksiv, and how do I know how I'm going to inherit the land? So remember again. Avram Avinu gets this incredible promise by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, twofold promise. Number one, a promise of Eretz Yisrael. Number two, a promise of a nation which will endure for eternity. So Avram says to Hashem, a good kasha, you're promising them now eternity because you're doing the right thing. What happens one day when they're not doing the right thing, which is inevitably going to occur? Maybe you're going to destroy them just like you destroyed the Dora Mabu. Amr lo lav. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, I won't, I promise. Amar lefanav ribono shalom b'ma'ida. I both say, by the way, think about this crazy chutzpah, right? So Avram, listen, listen to the conversation. Hashem says, Avram, you're going to be the father of a nation. Your nation will endure for eternity. Avram says, great. What, how, how do I know, how do I know that one day they won't mess up so badly that you're going to destroy them like the Dora Mabal, like the Dora Mabal, generation of the flood? Because Baruch says, I won't. I won't. And Avram says, okay, but how do I know? <laughs> how do I know? I say, Can you imagine this? It's not, it's not that, you know, most of we've all conversations, it's not that I don't trust you. It's not that I don't trust you, right? But, but my aid, I will say, by the way, what do you see from here? You see from here that when it comes to Klav Yisrael, you could be chutzpadek. See, I will say, sometimes when it comes to, for the benefit of your nation, you could be a mechotzaf. Avram did it, Moshe Rabbeinu did it, and I don't try this at home, but Lameis again, you see how much a person has to advocate on behalf of Klal Yisrael. And you have to sometimes learn to be a little bit of a mechutzaf for the benefit of the Klal. So, not that I don't believe you, that I don't believe you, but can you tell me, how do I know? Like, what's the schus? So, say, Amr lo, Baruch Hu, by the way, you notice, Kesh Baruch Hu answers Avram. Amr lo, Kechali Egla Mishulesha. So, say, this is the Brisbane Absarim. Where Avram brings multiple animals, right? And the animals are split in half. Where HaKadosh Baruch Hu effectively tells Armavinu, it is the schos of the karbanos. The schos of karbanos will go ahead and ensure the eternality of your people. So the Gemara says, Amr the Father of the So I just want to point out, why is it the schos? Think about it just a moment, right? So it's the schos of karbanos, which ultimately go ahead and ensure the eternality of Klavi Sol. says, I don't know if we spoke this out in Tainis, but it's, even if we did, it's Kedai Tachazerit. Rebbe say, what a profound message. Do you know what ensures the eternality of Klal Yisrael? It's one word. Sacrifice. We will say it is our ability to sacrifice. Now again, here is talking about a literal animal. We'll say, you know what it means to sacrifice an animal? You have a flock. Animals are not cheap, right? Animals are expensive. 
but I take something of my own and I give it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the schos of Klal Yisrael. But I think about this. We do this all the time. We do this, right? We do this, right? We educate our children in Torah institutions. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, right? Can you imagine what our lifestyles would be like, Baruch Hashem, if we didn't have tuition? Can you imagine? Right, right. I see people drifting off now, right? Thinking of, ah, wow, wow, think about that. Jose, do you know what it would be like if we didn't have tuition? Kalali saw sacrifices. Do you know what, how easy life would be if I didn't have to worry about what I ate or what I looked at or what I enjoy or how I dress? Do you, can you imagine, Jose, how easy? You see, the secret of the Jew is the willingness to sacrifice. That's the secret of the success of the Jew. I sacrifice sleep for the daf, I sacrifice money for tuition, I sacrifice pleasures because I want to have kedusha in my life and kedusha in my life. This is the secret of the Jew. It's all about sacrifice. You see, in greater society, sacrifice is a bad word. You're not supposed to sacrifice. You should be able to have everything you want and not have to give. Somebody once told me the golden life, person says me, the golden life is to have your cake, eat it too, and then have more cake afterwards. That's the go- person who's mom is serious. That's the goal in life. Have your cake, eat it too, and then have more cake afterwards. That's the goal. No, no, that's not the goal in life. Sacrifice is not a bad word. Sacrifice is the best word. Because Rabbi said, when you sacrifice for something, it means that you've created a hierarchy of importance in life. When you sacrifice in life, it means that you are goal-oriented. When you sacrifice, it means that you live life with a directed vision. And when you sacrifice in life, it means that there are things, like we saw in Mishnah Yomi, there is an acre and there's a tafel. There are things that are important and things that are unimportant. And life is all about actualizing the important things and kind of marginalizing the secondary unimportant things. Sacrifice is the key to success. And this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu sang Armavinu. That's fine. That Karbanos plays such a pivotal role in the Beis HaMikdash standing. But what's going to happen when there's no Beis HaMikdash? I will say, Don't worry. Because even when you can't offer Karbanos, what can you do? What can you do? You can say them. You could say parasha sakabanas. I will say it's a beautiful gemara. So sikiosekavas calls manshim korin b'hen. I will say whenever we daven, whenever we say karbanos maala ani alem kilu makriven lefanai karban. And every single time we say karbanos, it is as if Hakadosh Baruch Hu counts it as if we said we offered every single karban. So I will say again. I know I said this in tainus, but it bears repetition. Say every single time in the morning, I say the parashios of the tamid, the kitores. Which encompasses all every single carbon that could be offered every single morning. I offer up every single carbon. Every single morning, I offer up every again, unless you didn't hear me. Every single morning, I offer up every single carbon. So you'll say to yourself, so what? So what? Umochal ani and I will forgive them for every single one of their sins. Say the carbonos. Live a life of sacrifice. I don't mean privation, right? Remember again, we often use sacrifice and privation synonymously. 
Halavai, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to live a life of privation, right? We should have everything that we need. But even when you have everything that you need, you still have to sacrifice. So also remember, again, a person is tempted by a particular temptation and I choose not to engage it. I choose not to indulge that desire. That's a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing. I'm sacrificing pleasure. I'm sacrificing enjoyment because I want to live a life of some higher good. If I say carbonos in the morning and I live carbonos throughout the day, I live a life of saintly sacrifice, then at the end of the Akash Baruch Hu says, I will forgive you for all of your Averis. And this is the secret of the success of Christ. So Abosei will stop over here for today. Emir Tzashem, we're going to pick up tomorrow's daf. Again, Abosei, we're right on schedule. This is how I pre-planned all of this. Pre-planned the whole thing. Abosei, Emir Tzashem, tomorrow, our last daf, Maseches Megillah. Mishal Tov, Maseches. Shkayach, everyone.